It's time to become a member of Playvolution HQ and Exploration's Early Learning. There's a free option and three paid patron-level options. All come with free stuff and ongoing automatic training and merch discounts. For as little as a dollar a month, you can become a patron. That supports our work and you get premium stuff like early access to fresh podcast episodes. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash membership or click the link in this episode's description to learn more. All the cool listeners are doing it. On with the show. Mississippi with me we got we got Samantha coming from the Hawaii how you doing Sam hello I'm good I've only been in, back in the Hawaii for like 18 hours now I know so You've been I like was a in the Canada traveler or later <laughs> and uh, we we've we've had some communication problems we got to talk about that and with us for the first time appearing on the show uh at least a sometime listener we got Rebecca Goulet right Am I yes, pronouncing it right? I, I got yes. it right. So uh, Rebecca is here because I put out a call a while ago asking for some uh, some some parent handbooks and that kind of thing. And Rebecca was kind enough to email hers to me, and Woo! then she sent me the link to and and look, the program hasn't started yet, so we don't know how well these policies are going to work. But um, <laughs> sent me a link to the 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 program she started, which is uh, which is Foothills Forest School in the East Bay area, in the California in the San Francisco area area i'm guessing yes and, yes uh, it's in wanna creek and and the the website gave me goosebumps i was i mean peter gray is mentioned there um they talk about risk it was really exciting so i wanted rebecca to join us and talk about that but before we get into that rebecca i got to talk to sam about these these communications problems so sam i think i know Fun. sam sam yeah. when i message sam um my tendency is to always hear back from sam but like not two not days later always in a timely fashion because look sam is a is, is a busy young woman of the world and i totally get that so uh got a lot going on and but when it came to be time to record i hadn't heard back from sam for a while and then it's like it's like 90 minutes before we're supposed to start recording and i hadn't heard from sam and i'm like i'm concerned and so i sent a message like i, I haven't heard from you i'm gonna guess you're killed by zombies and 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 we'll call things off but then then my phone tries to ring and i try to answer it because it's sam and i can't answer and then that happens again and i try to call her back and that doesn't work and then i look at the email and there's like eight emails from sam saying i got your messages and i you got mine and so sam i think i know the reason we had this problem sam you're flipping me off were you doing that on purpose <laughs> no i was not Okay, I uh, think that was all, that seemed maybe no, kind of subliminal. If I'm gonna flip you off, you'll know it. A. Okay. B, B. No, I was like concerned because you kind of cut out. So I believe oh, you were okay. trying like it. Yeah. I don't know if it cut out on your end. It cut but out. I believe me. you were relaying how I sent you okay. like seven emails in a row in a desperate attempt to like ping you. Be yeah, like, I'm and trying so, to respond. Yeah. And so we we got connected, but I, I think I know what the problem was. Oh, my other worry 
was listeners last time we recorded i told a a horrible story about a personal injury that i thought might have scared sam away from the show to get all together i thought she <laughs> might be ghosting me um but uh but no Imagine. i think here's the problem sam yes. um about three weeks ago maybe a little bit longer i got a new cell phone and oh. um i got did you get a I motorola got, razor i did not i wish um i i I also got with my new cell phone, I got cell service because like two years ago uh, when I quit traveling all the time and, you know, didn't want to be in contact with anybody, I got rid of the <laughs> cell service because I, I didn't need it. I was always at home on Wi-Fi and I didn't use my phone as a phone anyway. And but now we moved down to the beach and I'm going on 40 mile bike rides. And and there was some concern that, you know, if I get a flat tire 20 miles away from from home, you might, might want to be, be able to might, talk to somebody. Might be able to call. Might be good to call a Uber. Um, so anyway, I got the phone and you got to transfer the number from because I just had a Zoom number for using it on the Wi-Fi and everything. And you, you're supposed to just tra you got to do the thing where you you port the number to the new computer, yes. right? And and then I get an email from it's Verizon that I'm moving back to and and they're like, hey, they we had problems porting the number. You got to give us a call and. I haven't got around to that yet. It's only been a month. <laughs> Didn't do that. So you responding to Verizon is much <clears throat> like me responding to anyone, which is I'll do that after I've had time to realize it's been an awkward amount of time that I didn't respond to your message. Yeah, if I respond yeah. now, it's going to be even weirder. So what I should do is just not respond and yeah, just let yeah. it well, No, I mean, I, I, I've oh. understood that I should actually transfer the phone number, but I just, I've there's been other things going on, you know? Um, Thanks. and, and, and the, uh, the other thing is I haven't, I've, I've gotten messages and been able to use the phone as it is on the, so I'm just guessing. That's what I was going to ask. I was going to ask, is, is Sam your only contact? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm the one contact he's blocked. I mean, I, I, we're no, not that's the true issue. That's the true issue. <laughs> she, she's, she's one of the only contacts that I you know, want to be in contact with, I guess. Maybe, maybe that's it. I'm the only Sam, like one of three saved contacts. The rest were just a number. And you're like, how do I know this person? Oh, no, Can you're I totally, you're totally just a number two. I have to look at the message <laughs> just to see, because I haven't, you know, putting people in contact. That just person? sounds like a real commitment. And it uh, really is, honestly. Yeah. So I will, I've, I've made a note to, to check out that number transfer thing and then try messaging right. when that's fixed to see if that solves the problem because it keeps no. telling me my oh, messages are delivered yeah like it it pops up with message delivered and i'm like panicking in the car like i'm going home to record with jeff and now he doesn't know and he's gonna cancel yeah. on this nice person who's coming to talk about this stuff i was very stressed very yeah, stressed I and, and speaking about uh, nice person Rebecca and her stuff, we we still can't get to that because I've got a I've got a question I've got a I've got to get some feedback from you both about because of I course, had this please. I had this realization the other day about about something that makes me really uncomfortable and I don't know if it's just a me thing or if it's an other people thing too. So where better to bring it up than on the podcast? Than on the podcast, so, because truly the, the real podcast is the first 10 minutes of it, where we talk sure, about things like this. Sure, yeah. I mean, basically the podcast oh. is just therapy for Jeff. Um, the most so, recent one I listened to, you were telling a poop story. So let's hear it. Yeah. Oh, uh, no, this there's no poop. I'm not, not yet. Uh, okay, so um, walking on the beach, I realized I don't like 
if I walk in somebody else's pre-existing beach footprints. Okay. It, <laughs> that's, because, is that the whole... And, and I reflected, I, I reflected on that and I realized the, the reason I don't like it is it feels way too intimate. Oh. Um, and I, I'm look, okay. We, Tasha, and I went for like a six mile beach walk today. And, and so I go in one way and then coming back because, you know, she's always got to be on the same side of me because that's sure. the way she is. That's her thing. Um, so I end up, ha I'm, I'm walking in her reverse footprints on the way back. And that's, that's kind of okay. Cause, but if it's a stranger's footprints on the beach, I got to go walk someplace else. Um, because it makes me uncomfortable. Is that mm. just a weird me thing or? I have a question. I have a question. Yes. How wet is the sand? Like how footprinty is the footprint? You know, well, like, is it like, you know, you really see the individual like the toes, right? The, I, and I've, I've, I've spent time thinking about this because I knew this question would come up. I, um, the, the deeper and more, more detailed the footprint, the more uncomfortable I am. I, so if it's, I can a, if it's a half washed, if it's a half washed out, like the, uh, the, 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 the waters come up a couple of times and wash part of it away. And it's just kind of a, a amorphous blob of a footprint, not as bad as if it was made eight minutes ago and, and water hasn't touched it yet. Um, and you can see the a, guy and he's in a Tommy Bahama shirt and he's walking like what maybe 45 steps ahead of you and it's yeah and he's, a and, he's, and he's and he's oh so tan um right. and just glistening yep. um yeah and or oh and if it's if it's just like shoe footprints that's not as bad as barefoot footprints so you would rather step where someone's shoes have been their shoes their disgusting mm -hmm. outer foot than mm -hmm. where their protected inner foot has been yes because you're not nestled. He's not nestled in it. You know? the nestled, I feel oh, like it's the nestling it, portion. That's, yeah. that's the containment, good, if you will. I think the nestling, I think that might be part of it. So I'm this yeah. is apparently something neither one of you suffers from. I never thought about it before, but I'm surely thinking about it now and wondering, do I have I avoided it my whole life? Have I walked I, around these footprints intentionally knowing that I wouldn't like it? it? Say I want I to step in other I want to step in other people's footprints because I think it's fun and funny and then like exciting to see like oh can I match their gate not in a serial killer way not yes. in a stalker way just mm -hmm. to know like whoa I'm gonna walk like this person for a little bit see how that feels and then uh, I also I will say like in terms of nestling I I enjoy being like wrapped up like a little burrito do you enjoy being wrapped up like a little burrito Jeff uh, look, Sam. If I think I want to be in somebody a cocoon else's, at if, all points. if I think walking in somebody else's footprints <laughs> is a little bit too intimate, do you think? <laughs> do you think me telling you if I want to be wrapped up like a little burrito? Like, like a little <laughs> Like you're on the couch. You've got a blankie. The blankie's all the way around. It comes up. It goes over the head. You are inside of it. You are the blanket. You are the couch. You have become that with which no. you spend your time. Nope. Okay. No, See, I think we're. Thing. I think. I think it's a nestling thing. I okay. think I think you don't want to be intimate with, <laughs> with, <laughs> with your true feet. Desires. Okay. Well, or okay. And so feet. so I, I realized that this was kind of weird. And so Wait, what now does Tasha do? I don't she might be in the other room hearing this for the first time. I don't think I've brought it Great. up. 
Um, okay, if you haven't brought it up, you have to detail. watch her next time. Yes, watch yes, her. we just need to stare experiment. at her feet. <laughs> we're, we're, we're heading to the beach in the morning. So, um, but then, but what I've done is I've started making myself walk in other people's footprints just to try Exposure to make therapy. my discomfort go away. Yeah, so that's <laughs> happening. Has that worked? <laughs> I I, it ju I just started like two days ago. I'm not sure okay. it's worked. It's still uncomfortable. So he's starting with he's starting with the half washed footprints. Yeah, right. Yeah. Start yeah. There. Exactly. And and dog footprints. No problem with dog footprints. Um. No. We we uh. What the the big beach. Oh, by the way, there's beach eagles now. I've run into. Um. But no, we got we've got we've got uh blue herons and and they're they got some big ass feet. And so I don't mind walking in there sure and their do. footprints. The the other beach chickens, their footprints. I've got no problem with that. Yeah, it's the human footprints. Yeah. What if the footprint is significantly smaller than yours? Like, y ah. if you step on it, it completely dwarfs the other footprint and makes it disappear. Yeah, no difference. It, okay, even if it's so like a kid's footprints, so it's not. I'm yeah. like, I'm Godzilla. Arr. Um, no, because that's exactly what I do. I think that's fun. I, I like have. I have zero memory of how I behave on the beach at this point. I I'm don't know what I do so now when I go to the beach I'm going to be questioning whether my decision making is authentic <laughs> yeah. Rebecca you need we've, to get your ass to the beach <laughs> we've, we've messed with your brain properly <laughs> you, need to, you need to report back on this um I know uh, I'm gonna try to pretend I don't know about it we're we're 12 minutes into the episode but I guess it's uh probably probably a good time to start so Rebecca you're starting a fourth school let's talk about it where shall we begin Let's let's, let's begin with the part we talked about before we started talking about it. Um, why, why, how does this happen? Well, you know, I early in my career, like many of us, we are still going to school. We're working all at once, right? You get started in some program. And I was at a program that I learned was not a great place to be for children and staff, kinder care. <laughs> Who else works there? <laughs> knowledge universe all them on blast. yeah kinder care there's like thousands of them all throughout the whole entire country probably, I don't even know if they're global but there's they're very much like a money-making machine type of child care and sure. so and, and I, in, in their defense I've I've worked with a, a couple individual programs that can I they they are kind of cookie cutter but there are individual programs that do some some different stuff but but yeah yeah across the board, those are like exactly, those are unicorns right yeah those are yeah exactly unicorns, exactly sure. those yeah it's, the personnel sometimes can make a huge difference but sure. it's very rare with the parameters that they're given um, the pay, the culture, all of it. But yeah, so I, I left that program as I was continuing to go to school and I started looking for other programs that I felt aligned with my philosophy with just play and relationships and just authentic connections with families. And so I bounced around here and there because I was trying to kind of find a home. Um, and so I found a place called the Child Day School and I worked there for five years and I worked my last few years um, in San Ramon and they have five beautiful acres of oak woodland there. And it just so happened that, I mean, I, I like nature and they always gave me like the kids who had a lot of energy and like social emotional, you know, needs and things like that, because I was good at that kind of stuff. And so I had like a very energetic class, kids who really needed to spend a lot of time outside. And so I just kind of started naturally taking them outside more 
using our natural space. And I saw how amazing the children developed and the relationships thrived and their ability to just find joy in all the experiences that they were having was, was amazing. And so I just took that desire, like wanting to work at a better place and then realizing I I could do it myself. I could have my own program mixed with like, I'm really witnessing the beauty of children being able to just play outside and not in some play structure that's plastic, but like really outside like trees and sticks and rocks and hills and and things like that and so I, I decided to just pull the plug on on teaching and I quit last year and I spent this last year or so I've I've been planning it for a couple of years but spent the last year really really diving deep and, and putting myself out there so yeah. question to Sam questions no I just love it this is uh, this, I, this is what I want for everyone in the universe <laughs> I, I want this. I want this for everybody in the universe too. But but we kind of, you know, Rebecca kind of glossed over this. The whole oh, I can do that kind of kind of decision. <laughs> that is uh, a question I have. Which like is, at what point? Yeah. Were you like I'm gonna do it? Not I'm gonna find a forest school to work at, or I'm gonna see see like okay. Find a so the, the, the forest forest schools in California are they exist, but they're there's not very many of them, right? Um, there's a couple in San Francisco. There are a couple like Oakland, Berkeley area. Um, there are some up in like Humboldt, that kind of area. And there are quite a few like down Santa Barbara, Southern California and in, in the mountains down there. Um, but there were none where I was, which is the East Bay, the Tri-Valley area um, where I was working in San Ramon. And I just got a lot of support from parents who knew that I wanted to open my own program. And they were like, you could do this, like we support you. Um, and so I really looked into different types of programs and I listened to podcasts, obviously. And I learned about Angie Play and I learned about, I listened to like an episode about Jared Green and his book, you know, I'm Okay. And I read all of these different things and I realized that an outdoor school is not only feasible, but it's needed in the area, right? So it's like four schools, great, but if there's four in the entire Bay Area, I mean, how many children are really able to go to these programs, right? And so I reached out to the California Association of Forest Schools, which is a really amazing organization of wonderful, wonderful people that um, are really driving the, the movement here in California. And I know that I'm director qualified with state licensing and I looked at kind of like what Washington was doing and I've always had like an I can do it kind of attitude and I don't know I just took the plunge and I felt the support from from the community and from the families I mean they started a GoFundMe for me uh, like a Kickstarter type of thing I had tons of parents donating to it sending me emails sending me testimonials and it just came to life naturally well, I think I think that speaks so deeply to how important relationship building is to you and how skilled you are at building a community of people who their child might not even go to your school, but they know you and they know what you can offer families and children. And so to have their confidence, that is so beautiful. I'm so excited for you. This is so great. I'm so excited too. So like, even though I quit last year, I still once a month take my former students from my last couple of schools I take them out on a hike 
once a month. Um, the parents sign up for it. I just do it a couple hours, like one Saturday a month. So I still get to have those connections with those families and they've still been supporting me along the way. Every time I see them once a month, they're like, how's it going? And it just feels so great to know that, that I have that community behind me. And now when I'm putting myself out there for these new families who don't know me from Adam, and I've had parents ask me, could you give me a resource, a reference of a former parent? And I have a list of people that that they can call and so i mean it, it it's true the relationships that i built um i obviously didn't do it like i'm gonna build these relationships so i have this great network and i'm gonna be this like awesome owner but no it it, it just happened to to happen that way and and i think it's because of my commitment just to this whole field right like we always hear on this podcast and and lisa murphy always talks about relationships 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 that's what the core of, of what we do really is, is building relationships, not just with the children, but with the families and with the community as a whole. Um, and so forest school is the best place for me, I and from what I've learned for place-based education, right? Like we're gonna be in one place. This is our, our program, other places do it different, but we're gonna be in one place every day. So we're not gonna go to different places. We're using an outdoor public nature park you didn't go out and buy 20 acres. <laughs> no. Um, so we have to get permits and everything and insurance and all that. Um, so we are going to be in the same place every day. So we're going to really get to know this place intimately and the community intimately, because we're going to see people walking their dogs that walk their dogs every day, right? We're going to see people that are mountain biking out there all the time. And we're going to get to see the people that, that are in our community, at least the people that are coming to the park. And I still plan on doing field trips, right? Like, Let's do a meetup on a Friday and we'll go meet up at a restaurant and go have lunch there. Just like stuff like that, where even though we're a nature-based school, like it's still place-based within the community. Um, so I just have all of these, these goals to create relationships galore, right? The yeah, so I, your, your program is going to live in, what is it, a state park? It's a, it's right next to a state park. So we have, there's Mount Diablo State Park. It's, it's the the biggest mountain in the Bay Area, um, aside from Mount Tam, but it's the, in the East Bay, I should say. It's Mount Diablo is a really popular state park to go to. You can camp there and all that. And then like the foothills of Mount Diablo, there's different little like regional parks, right? So East Bay Regional Parks District is an amazing, amazing parks district, like one of the best in the country from what I've read and learned. Um, they are phenomenal when it comes to allowing these types of programs, right? A lot of places you can't use public land for business. They don't want mm -hmm. you to profit off of that kind of stuff, but they encourage it because they know that if they can allow it in the right way and make sure that we're respecting the land and that we're respecting the community and we're respecting the park, then it, it can really benefit not just this particular park, but the community as a whole, right? Because now we're gonna have children that are gonna grow up and know these places and love these places and take care of these places versus, you know, keeping them in a, a 12 by 12 room for the first five years of their life. And then they go to kindergarten and they're like, save the world. Here's a recycling project, you know, and go for it. And I just feel that it's so much more than that. And so kids you, just, you, just call, you just called them up and like, hey, park people, I want to start a forest school. And they're like, sure. So luckily... The I mentioned there's a couple forest schools in Oakland and Berkeley. 
So the parks there are also part of East Bay Regional Parks District. So they are familiar with the type of program. It's not something completely unheard of. So I made my proposal and sent it to the permit department and the park supervisor of the particular park. It's Diablo Foothills Regional Park. Um, I sent them my proposal and I was like, this is what I'm planning on doing. Can I keep moving forward with my plans? Because I'm not going to keep doing this, right? And then do all that work and, and not be able to start. And so I got a pretty quick response back. Um, <laughs> it was a really great day for me, but it was like a few words. It was Sergio, the park supervisor said, I'm okay with this. Sergio, <laughs> <laughs> that's a business like, yes. man. I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. It's like, that's like, I love that. That's like the reaction my grandmother would have whenever I was like, okay, so I, I'm going to come visit. I'm okay with this. I'm okay I with sent this. a whole proposal. I had been working on it for so long. I drafted there this was typeface. It was a PDF. He's like, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. And then the, the permit person, Shannon, she was like, this sounds like a great idea. Da, da, da. So she was a little more wordy about it. I was like, thanks. Girl. I think I think but you should print Sergio's email and just keep it. I Anytime you doubt that. anything, just like, I'm okay with this. I'm okay with this. You so get, yeah, you get once frame I got it, that email, the then I, of the forest I, school. I, uh, <laughs> hammer it onto a tree <laughs> yeah so i actually just had my first uh parent info meeting via zoom Ooh. last weekend and my first in-person meeting with prospective families on saturday so, so exciting things are, things are moving forward and i'm feeling very excited um yeah so it's it's been quite a wild ride and i just want to keep keep it going and and keep getting families um there's, it's tough because people want convenience and driving your kid like up to a forest school is usually not super convenient, right? It's not like for most people, it's not right down the road. It might, might be a 20 minute drive to get there. Um, so I really kind of have to get myself out there in person more, which is hard these days. Uh, so I want to do some outreach, maybe at like the farmer's markets, do some pop-up information booths. Oh yeah. Yeah. That kind of stuff. So people can talk to me in person, um, which is a lot different than like seeing an ad on social media that you scroll past and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm really trying to, to get the word out there so that people can, I mean, there's already people that I'm getting, but I just want to get the word out there so that not only this program can thrive, but other people can feel inspired too. I mean, I want forest schools and nature programs everywhere that there, that there can be, right? That's well, the goal. I mean, I mean, not everywhere. You don't, you don't want them like right next to yours where there would be competition. Well, you know, what's surprising is there are parks are so big that there are a couple of programs that aren't necessarily for schools because they're like part-time, like homeschool enrichment type programs. Sure. Um, but they share the space a lot of times because the parks are so big. So the park people who share the parks, say there's two or three programs at one park, the parks are so big, but they communicate like, okay, we're going to spend you know, Tuesday through Thursday on like the east, northeastern side of the park. And I'm like, oh, we're way over here. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. And yeah. that's the good thing about the the permits is they, the parks department reviews all of that kind of stuff. So they're not going to let too many programs in one place. They really do a phenomenal job with the impact that our program is going to have on the environment, on the traffic, on the parking, the garbage, all of that kind of stuff. Uh, so it's it's nice because 
I apply for the permit and they do a lot of that work, right? Like they, they make sure that we have access to the bathroom. And I mean, I already know that we do, but they, they double check all of that stuff so that I know and I feel comfortable saying, yes, we got this permit and the parks department looked at all of our plans and know that we're doing this safely. So even though we're not licensed, we are, we are permitted, we have insurance and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about licensing in a minute. I got to, I got to ask though, through this whole process, has there, has there, has there been a moment where you were, were terrified? Um, like every other day. Okay. It's good. like, good. I get excited. Yeah. It's like, Someone will send me an email like, hey, I'm interested in your school. And I'm like, yes, like people are reading my stuff. And then like three days goes by and I'm like, it's never going to work. So I think I, but those are like fleeting thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I let those thoughts come in and then I let them go. And I try to keep moving forward because I look at the, try to look at the bigger picture. And I have right now, I, I need 12 kids. Well, I only need 10 to start, but I could have up to 12. And I already have four families that have applied and I'm not starting till next August. And so I know that I have some time to get those families. I haven't done any in-person networking, only like targeted ads on social media, which are becoming kind of obsolete because of all the privacy stuff. So I'm kind of trying to navigate that. Um, nobody gets a newspaper anymore. <laughs> so it's, it's really trying to get the, the word out there right now is, is my, my biggest, my biggest struggle. Well, I'm I'm glad you had those moments of terror just just so that we know that you're human. I mean, here I am walking around scared to step in other people's footprints, and you're <laughs> you're out there emailing with Sergio, emailing Sergio. and doing all this fancy stuff. Hey, the, the you other know, thing is, I got I got support. <laughs> the the other thing is, I mean, years ago, I went through the whole the whole process of opening a program and 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 all of that years ago, and and just listening to this now, I'm I'm like. Oh, that sounds so exhausting. Um, so <laughs> I'm way too old to do that. And I'm so excited that you're out there doing it. Um, talk to us about, about licensing. You don't have to be be licensed as a child care, do you? Yeah. So we are we don't have a building. So in California, it's like Title 22 state licensing regulations are for child care that are either a family, home-based child care in a home or center-based childcare. There's no like outdoor licensing. And so we can't be licensed because there's like all of this regulation around square footage. Uh, there's all these regulations around like the furniture, right? Like are the furnishings in good condition? As someone who's dealt with Title 22 and opened a classroom using Title 22 is like, I'm going to die. This yeah. is so much work. It's, you know, it's like, do the garbage cans have lids? Oh. Uh, do, you know, all of these little minutia things that, that are in, that usually are indoors. Um, and then the other stuff that could, could apply to us, right? Like the teaching regulations, the ratios, they're all very, my, like the, the most basic. So it's like, I'm even, my ratios are better than licensing. My teaching qualifications for teachers are going to be better than what licensing is expecting. Um, right. So, so yeah, I just, I, you look at licensing and it's just very much the most basic, like, are the kids alive? Are there adults in the room? You know, have they ever heard a class about a child? That's kind of like. <laughs> They're seeing a kid. Yeah. Probably doing okay. We'll um, is, there, 
is there a toilet? Is there a garbage can? Is there right. food? Like that's, it's very, very, very basic. And people think that it's this, like, don't get me wrong. It's good to have regulations. I'm not sure. saying that it should just be with some free for all, but I think people put a little bit too much weight on what licensing means. You know, people think that it just means if someone, if a program's licensed, then that's a good place to put your child. And that's not always the case because I've worked at some licensed programs that are awful, you know, and then yeah. we have forest schools that I've, I've gone and witnessed and, and done observations and those schools are not licensed and they're doing phenomenal work. So it's just, uh, I would like to shed light on that for parents to know what they're looking for, that it's not just, oh, we, we're licensed and we're, we've been past our safety check. You know, there's more to quality care than that and providing true relationships with children. Well, I mean, you've talked about relationships, but the fact that you know Sergio's name and still remember it, that uh, that drives home to me that you're not only talking about it, that you're living it. And that that's uh, that's impressive because, uh, well, I guess I still remember my my Lyle, my licensing guy from back in the day. Lyle. But there are a couple. Hey, Lyle. Uh, he's he was an old guy. He's probably dead. Um, May his hey, memory Lyle. be a blessing. Yeah. Thanks, Lyle. You're a good guy. Um, you know, sometimes you get those really right. awesome licensing analysts, right? You get those awesome licensing analysts. You get it. Yeah, and my analyst was Luigi. Luigi? Was my analyst. Luigi Lyle, and Luigi, and Sergio. This sounds like Sergio. quite the trio. My director had a huge crush on Luigi, and she and she, she's a ma married woman with children, but would say, like, oh, Luigi's so cute. And so I am picturing a young Italian man named Luigi who for some reason works in childcare licensing. When I finally get the call from the front of the building, like, hey, this dude is here to look at your classroom for license. Like, oh, yay. This is because they do it randomly, like within a one month time span. It was a cartoon plumber, right? Yeah, no, it was <laughs> it was literally any guy you see. He, there was there's nothing memorable about him. I was like, this is this Luigi. is Luigi. <laughs> This is the Luigi that has been hyped up to me for three months. And he is just a guy. Very nice guy. Great at his job. Really, really kind and helpful and like did his work and then left. So I was like, you're great. <laughs> yeah, I didn't uh, I didn't get what my director saw. Well, his mom looking. looked at him when he was born and said, Luigi. Luigi. <laughs> Luigi. <laughs> Um, hey, listeners, anyway. it's about time to wrap this episode up. Uh, when we come back, I want to I want to ask Rebecca about what a sandstone wind cave is and uh, and and other things about uh, about this program. We'll follow up on this. Uh, anything you want to want to plug, plug your website, Rebecca? Yeah, my website is www.foothillsforestschool.org. You can Check find out, all the information, philosophy, curriculum application process, everything you could think of, FAQs and all that. And you'll, uh, you'll see a website that gave me gave me goosebumps. Anything you want to plug, Sam? Uh, I'd like to plug Rebecca's website. Hey, baby, before we wrap up this episode, did I tell you about how I'm scared to walk in other people's footprints? Okay. Well, well okay. Any Sasha thoughts? just waving you off like that. Yeah. He shuts the door. <laughs> Tasha, Tasha doesn't like it either. Tasha's slowly backing away. <laughs> okay, so Tasha like she doesn't Great. like to walk in other people's because she likes to make her own. 
Oh, she doesn't think, think it's creepy or anything Philos- like to do. She just wants yeah. to wants to wants yeah. to lay her own path in the this world. So uh yeah, I kinda like that. Yeah. Yeah, she's making and her own path note. in the world. Let's wrap up this episode since she's not miked. Uh, this has been the Child Care Bar and Grill podcast. Hey, people, if you uh, have program policies and procedures and handbooks, I'd still like to look at them. Uh, uh, Rebecca's not the only one that sent them to me, but not enough people have. I really need a big collection because I'm, I'm obsessed, obsessed with policies and procedures. I need your stuff. Um, I'm, I'm just way nerding out on this topic. Um, and uh, why? It's fascinating. <laughs> no, I mean, it is, but I feel like haven't we been doing this for a while also, like talking about policies and procedures? Is it your brain fried from it? My brain is fried. My no, brain I'm is get- mush. I'm just getting started. Uh, also, <laughs> I'm weak. Keep your weight staff back soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> well. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.